The Pat Kenny Show on News Talk with Matter Private Network. During current restrictions, don't ignore your health concerns. Our expert team is ready to help. Porik Horkin is joining us now. He of the Horkin Garden Centre family. Uh, Porik, good morning. A very good morning to you, Pat. Now, it's not such a great day here in Dublin, a bit grey and overcast, no rain as yet. I don't know, how is it in Mayo? It's a beautiful day, Pat. We've got sunny spells and a little bit of cloud and fantastic gardening weather. The last two weeks has helped to dry up the soil and it's made for absolutely perfect planting conditions at the moment. But a word of warning, we are going to get frost the next couple of nights. So if people have some tender plants like tomato plants or geraniums or maybe some new bedding plants, make sure you keep those in a frost-free location. If they're in a greenhouse or tunnel, cover them with a couple of couple of layers of um, frost protection material and uh, do watch out for the next couple of nights. It is going to be quite frosty. Now, if for people who want to create that cottage garden effect, you have a, a, a recommendation of five uh, garden plants. And among them, you mentioned hardy geraniums, and yet you've warned us about frost and geraniums. So there are different varieties that are tougher. There are two different types of geraniums. We've got the pelargoniums, which are the beautiful summer flowering geraniums that we associate in flowering from June right through to the end of the summer. But they are Mediterranean plants that need to be kept indoors at this time of year and planted out in May. But we also have a whole range of hardy geraniums. So these are true geranium plants, geranium sanguinium, or a lovely variety called Roseanne, which I particularly like. It's an unusual blue variety that's actually sterile, Pat. The flower is sterile, which means it never produces seed. Hence, it continues to flower from June right through till October. It's one of the best varieties to plant. So if you want to create that bloom effect, remember the Bloom Festival is on this June bank holiday weekend and the beautiful alliums and lupins and hostas are in full flower for bloom. But to get that colour, you need to do something now. So you plant the likes of lupins and hostas and rudbeckias, agapanthus, the hardy geraniums, as I mentioned, a lovely plant called nepita, which has got silver leaves, Blue flowers like lavender and again comes into flower in late May, early June and flowers right through to September and October. And phlox, the old cottage garden phlox, which again gives you that lovely cottage garden effect. All of those plants will, if they're planted now, will flower this year. But more importantly, they flower every year after that. And the nice thing about cottage garden plants, Pat, is that they multiply in size. So you can actually divide them up every couple of years and move them to new areas of your garden and hence increase the number of plants around the garden. But they flower for such a long period and many of them are beneficial to garden pollinators, particularly the honeybee. Absolutely likes all of those plants that I mentioned. Loads of questions coming in. First one, uh, the Huchera in my garden uh, has been destroyed by vine weevil. The plants are mm. in the garden bed rather than in a container. Can you ask, Porik, how can I deal with this problem, given that I understand the weather is still too cold to use nematodes? It is indeed. and Nematodes won't be used until the end of April, early May. Um, so this is a plant called Heuchera. It comes in a whole range of different colours. It has beautiful foliage colour, so purples and reds and, and golden uh, coloured foliage. And it also flowers as well. But it can be attacked by vine weevil, which eats the roots of the plant. And you can use a treatment called Bug Clear Ultra. It's a liquid. You mix it in water. You apply it to the heucheras as a drench and it's absorbed into the plant. It will kill the vine weevil that's there, but more importantly, it'll protect the plants for up to two months. Can you ask Porik what plants I can plant in pots for summer colour for a patio area that is west-facing and shaded? 
Oh, okay. So for shade, there's there's a range of plants. Again, pop into your local garden centre. But plants like the astilbes, which again will be they're perennial. They come back year after year and they'll flower again from June right through to the end of the summer. Hostas will be great as well. Begonias and busy lizzies for planting from May onwards. They're terrific in shaded areas. There's a lovely plant called the bleeding heart pot. It's got flowers, beautiful red flowers, heart shaped flowers, and it does particularly well in shaded areas. A plant called Dicentra, um, a lovely plant. Aquilegias, they're the old granny's bonnet. Again, another perennial plant that loves to be in a shaded location. So there's lots of really good plants, even common plants like pansies and violas, which are flowering now and will flower again right through to the end of the summer. They do very well in shaded areas. Next one, I have used zero very effectively for an established lawn. How soon can I use it on a newly sown lawn where the moss is showing through? Also, how soon can I fertilise the new lawn? Okay, so weather conditions at the moment are ideal for feeding lawns in general. And lawn fertiliser is designed to green the grass without forcing growth. So get that on because the dew at night time will wash it in. In terms of the zero, that's the treatment we use to control moss. And once your lawn is six months or older, you can use zero on a regular basis. And again, it'll kill the moss overnight. I have a wildflower patch and want to add more summer flowering plants from bulbs or seeds. Uh, what do you suggest? And is there a deep red poppy that you would recommend? Oh, well, there's a lovely papaver. So poppies are in the papaver family. And there's one called King Kong. Quite an easy one to remember. It's a really deep blood red variety, a lovely plant. And again, it flower every year. So that's papaver King Kong. In terms of bulbs to plant now in a wildflower area, I'd suggest plants like Crocrosmia. There's a lovely one called Emily McKenzie, which is a bright orange flower and a taller variety called Lucifer, named after the devil because it's got these bright red flowers right through the summer. And both of those will come back year after year. Agapanthus in blue and white would be lovely in a wildflower area. And another lovely bulb called Nerines, which flower later on in September and October as the wildflowers are beginning to grow out. So any of those would be suitable. And in terms of seed sowing, Go for single flowering seeds, things like the hardy annuals like California poppies, rudbeckias, cornflowers, a lovely plant called Love in the Mist. And all of those can be sown directly into the garden soil at this time of year. Even though there's going to be a bit of frost, they won't be affected. Another one. What's the best perennial I can plant into a dry bank located at the back of my house? I'd love geraniums, but concerned about the dry soil and the geraniums not being hardy enough to come back. That's from Kieran. Well, Kieran, hardy geraniums like the Rosanna I mentioned and sanguinium, geranium sanguinium, they actually do quite well in a dry area. The, the challenge really is after planting for the first couple of months to until the plants get really well established, you need to irrigate the soil. Now, you can put down a simple drip system or just consciously water the plants on a regular basis until such time as they actually establish themselves. When planting a bank or slope, Pat, the advice is always to plant groups of threes or fives of the same variety of plants. So, for example, geranium roseanne in groups of fives to get that carpet effect. But there are also re some really good ground-covering plants that tolerate dry conditions like pachysandra, which is an evergreen plant. It only grows about six inches high, but spreads across the ground really well. You've got the plants like the ajuga, which again, scrambles across the ground. It actually roots like a strawberry plant as it's spreading across the ground and gives terrific 
ground cover and is great in dry areas or euphorbias will also do really well. So my advice is pop into your local garden centre. There are plenty of good plants for dry banks. Now, somebody did pop into your garden centre in Castle Bar. I bought Boston ivy plants. When planting, do I have to remove the small ties uh, which are attached to the branches? To the, yeah, so normally when you buy a Boston Ivy, it'll be on a bamboo cane with little plastic ties. They need to be taken off. So the first thing when planting any climbing plant is to improve the soil as much as you can because the plant, the Boston Ivy, is going to be there for the next 100 years. So really do a good soil preparation. Take it, once planted, take it off its cane, spread it left and right as low down as possible. And with some electrician clips, the little cable clips, attach the branches to the wall itself because until such time as the branch feels the wall, it'll start to produce little suckers and it'll take off and it'll be self-cleaning itself on the wall. So that's critically important. And keep it well watered. Two hedge questions. I live in a coastal town, planted Escalonia hedges on either side of the property. While doing some gardening at the weekend, I discovered black spots covering half the leaves on each plant and also black edges on a significant portion of the leaves. Is there something I can do to rid the plant of this? For example, use a fungicide or should I remove the blackened leaves? That's one. Another one, I planted a laurel hedge recently, but about a quarter of the plants appear burnt around the edges. Can these recover or would they need to be replaced? That's from Emer. Yeah, and we've had this question, Pat, trending for the last couple of weeks. There's an awful lot of scorch damage on plants. Remember, we've had three significant storms this year and leaf scorching on plants generally shows up about four weeks later. So we're seeing lots of plants with scorch marks, browning, particularly if they're open to the westerly wind. Um, So my advice really is just to give them a light trimming back. Give them a feed now of the Osmo Pro 6 and repeat that in four to six weeks time. And that will encourage lots of new growth and it'll replace all that scorch marks. Having said all that, Escalonia does suffer from a disease as well. And it would be no harm during the summer to apply a fungicide, a liquid fungicide to your Escalonia hedge. But my guess is there's lots of browning on plants at the moment due to just wind, wind scorching and a good feed and a light trimming will, will um, rectify that. We'll go for a couple more quick ones. How do I get rid of what looks like shamrock? It seems to grow from a little pea-sized bulb deep in the soil. It even grows through a weed barrier. That's from Deck. Yeah, that's probably oxalis. Oxalis is a, is is very similar to shamrock. It's it's just a little perennial weed. Um, really hoeing it out is probably the best way to get rid of it at the moment, Pat. And this is superb weather for getting the garden hoe out and scuffling off those weeds as they're beginning to germinate. Uh, could you ask Porik what would he recommend for screening an open patio area in a large garden? It's very exposed, so the fern trees we were considering would unfortunately be unsuitable. Uh, what's the alternative? That's from Avril. Well, in terms of screening, particularly if it's an exposed area and it's open to a lot of wind, consider plants like Iliagnus abengii, which has got beautiful silver leaves. It holds the leaf 12 months of the year. It'll grow at least eight or nine feet in height and can be trimmed into a, a nice solid hedge, but gives terrific wind uh, protection to patio areas. You could also consider maybe some Grisolinia or Oleria are all very much wind tolerant and super in high wind areas, particularly seaside areas to okay. do terrifically well. Last, last question. Moss on tarmac driveway, how do I get rid of it? That's a question from Paddy. So pack is the best solution. So pack is a liquid. You mix it in water, apply it to the hard surface area, can be tarmacad and pavious paving slabs or whatever, slates and tiles, and the pack will get rid of the moss within about six to seven days. And again, great weather at the moment to treat patios. 
Porik, thank you very much for all your advice. That's Porik Horkin. Now, a reminder that our items from today are uploaded as podcasts, which you can listen to in the News Talk app, powered by GoLoud. Just search for The Pat Kenny Show. 